Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Ted, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the bad five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What up, what's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev Mack, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my bros, B. Austin, Jimmy the Blueprint in the building this week. Um, this week was marked by the deaths of two sports legends in their own rights. But as important as Vin Scully was to baseball broadcasting this episode, will pretty much be a tribute to the iconic Bill Russell. So sit back, relax, and bust it up again with your guys in the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of human civilization. Y'all know what you can do. You can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the Botherhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter or IG at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on that digital extreme tech hotline that number as usual is 323-410-0012 what up fam what's going on uh what's going on with you this week man man thank you to thank you thank you to be here um got a got a got a high schooler now and a and a college yeah, man, uh, Bing bong. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even believe or understand it. But yo, shout out and rest in peace to Lieutenant uh, Lieutenant Uhuru from Star Trek. I was a big Trekkie, and she was my first crush yes, ever. Passed, she passed on as well. Nice, chocolate, dark skin, beautiful thing that she was. Uhura. <laughs> yeah. Um. Definitely, rest in peace. Shout out to her as well. Broke. I mean, we're talking about you know a lot of the conversation, at least in the early part of the show, going to be about Bill Russell, and we're talking about barriers being broken. Um, she broke a, you know some barriers of her own, you know some some TV barriers uh, back then, being what she was on that Star Trek program. So um, very important. And in the in the history and the scheme in the larger scheme of things, man. So you said you you were a Trekkie. Yeah, I'm 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 all about uh, science fiction. I'm all yeah. in all that is Star Wars, <laughs> Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica. All anything that with anything with a star. <laughs> anything with a star in it. Anything about space, fighting monsters, all that. Yeah, I'm in all that. Okay, okay, I feel you. Um, and we're waiting for uh, the blueprint to join us. He is back in the building this week. Uh, he's just getting everything up and running. He will be with us in just a minute. So, high schooler, 
and a, yeah. a college student. College so freshman. How, how you how you coping? First of all, with the whole you know, how's the high school thing gonna go with the Atlanta United stuff and 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 all of that, man? I know your life well, is just being taken over <laughs> right now. How's yeah. all that gonna work? I need this little ninja to get a contract real fast so we can pay for all the gas and all the mileage and all the food, man. It's uh, it's insane. You know, it's like be careful what you wish for, but be thankful for the blessings that come your way. I mean, um, high school is going to be interesting for, for him because he doesn't go to school until 1130, and he gets out at 230. And then he uh, he heads to the training ground for film study, film sessions, uh, tactical classroom work, and then they hit the field for two hours after that. And then, you know, he's done probably around 8 o'clock at night. And uh, then he heads home. So it's a long, long day of uh, of school, academics, and then physicality and training. And, I mean, it's interesting. Um you know, juxtaposing um, his childhood to mine, like my parents didn't invest any time in my sports career, like nothing. Yeah, same here. And we are the exact opposite. I was a loner exact as far as that was concerned. All alone. Um, yeah. They washed my uniform. I mean, that's about it. <laughs> but that's about it. You know, no game participation, none of this toting me around to a million practices and stuff like that. Um, but that's what I was, you know, about to ask, like all of that. And the young brother don't have a license or a car yet. So, man, I yeah. shout out to you for the toll that is taken on you and your automobiles you. <laughs> and your time and just your life in general. So, man, shout out like, to it. You know, you, you, you definitely – don't want to base a child's future on athletic aspirations. So of course there's some other things that, 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 uh, that young man hopes and wishes to accomplish and he will uh, away from his sport. But at this point it is a dream of his and we are helping him to pursue that dream, but we doing uh, quite a bit of work behind it, man, the drive and some of you that know Atlanta traffic we are going from we are going from the two o'clock position on the uh, on the clock to about the ten o'clock position, which represents a fifty some fifty plus mile drive for high school in the morning, and a forty mile drive to the Atlanta United Children's Healthcare Training Ground in the evening. Now you know the experience is amazing. Um, it's a it's a huge jump from typical youth soccer. Uh, they, they at his age they put uh, GPS tracking systems on their players to track the number of steps they take in practice, heart rate, pulse, blood pressure, all of that is tracked. Just like you see the pros, um, they get their own supplements and water. They training, but yo, it, it's a full on professional environment. Um, but it's just a lot, man. It's a lot for parents when you uh, when your your player isn't getting paid. However, in fairness, he gets all free Adidas ish. Like he gets 
no, there is no more tuition or paying for soccer, but the travel, the travel is insane. Mm-hmm. The travel to, is insane. Travel trying to make up for it. All yeah. right, man. It, that, it, that's, that's Phil for you. But, no, I I got some people for you to talk to because, you know, I have some friends, you know, their uh, son is very much in, ingrained and in line to be drafted into Major League Baseball um, mm-hmm. in the next year or so. And we always have these conversations about, um, you know, supporting and pretty much financing and just doing whatever you can to sacrifice uh, for your kid's dream if they indeed have one, whether it be sports-related or otherwise. So, yeah, that, that that would be a good conversation for us the three gentlemen to have about that. So I'll, I'll definitely hook that up. Um, all right, so before we get started, man, y'all know what it is. We've got to remind you that whether you're with us live or not, at any time on demand, you can check out archived episodes of our show, The War Room, and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that either on our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So there's never, ever an excuse to miss an episode of The War Room. Uh, the Tissue and the Tape Hip Hop Podcast, if you call yourself a hip hop head, uh, the Broad Street Line or Superstar, if you're into Philly sports in particular, uh, John Appetit, if you call yourself a foodie, On the Couch with the Wilsons, if you think you're well-versed in movies and TV, and After Further Review with the Mayor. So make sure you go to the, uh, the website to check out episodes, archive episodes of all of those shows on the network. So... Hot Topics, man. Our Hot Topics are brought to you by MyBookie. War Room family, it's time for you to start making some money sports betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked out MyBookie, then what are you waiting for? Lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports by joining us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players placing bets at MyBookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid. You get paid fast. No hassle. They even have in-game live betting. So you can place wagers a little bit after the game starts. So join now, and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. So we're going to start out the show with our stat of the week and our quote of the week. And our stat of the week is simply... 11. (laughs) You know what it is, you know what happened this week, and you know the significance of the number 11. Our quote of the week, to be the greatest champion in your sport, to revolutionize the way the game is played, and to be a societal leader all at once seems unthinkable, but that's who Bill Russell was. And that is a quote from the statement that the Boston Celtics put out Earlier in the week, when we learned of the passing of the great, the iconic Bill Russell at 88 years of age. Um, And, you know, back to the stat of the week being 11, we all know that Bill Russell and his Celtics teams won 11 titles in 13 years. Uh, Eight of those titles came in a row, you know, simultaneous. I mean, no, not simultaneously, consecutively. so Bill Russell, many considered 
you know, before the the the, the Michael Jordan era in the nineties, um, many people considered and, and some older people still consider the greatest basketball player of all time. Um he passes they would be so, what were, what were your thoughts be when you when you heard this? You know, especially considered that, you know, Bill Russell was eighty eight years old. What were, what were um, your first thoughts? Rest in, rest in power. Uh, I appreciate his position as one of the greats in the sport. Um, I appreciate the work that he did in showing the world as well as other players how to utilize their platform um, to champion relevant causes and be civic participants. I appreciated mm-hmm. that uh, large, by and large, that was, that was what I found mm-hmm. most uh, valuable and compelling about the Bill Russell story and who he was as a man was the fact that, hey, here's my, you know, here's my fame and acclaim. Here's what I did. Let me take that and marry that to social justice and activism um, paving the way for guys like LeBron today or, you know, being a part of what uh, Muhammad Ali did and, and, and John Carlos and people like that, a long lineage of, of black men who grabbed that mantle and, and stood up um, because they realized that their sports prowess gave them, it, it gave them a voice or it didn't give them a voice, but it allowed them a platform for people to hear that voice and value that voice, even though, by and large, they faced a lot of shut-up-and-dribble, as it would be called today, they still were able to inspire um, young oh, no, it was, men and women. It was way deeper than shut-up-and-dribble. Way deeper than shut-up-and-dribble. It was, it, was, it, was, it was shut up and know your place. Negro, know your place um, and dribble. Um, that's why, right. like when you so talk I, about I his, him as a... that, 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 that's not not to, not to cut you. Just let me finish my thought on on Bill. That that's what I appreciate most about him and salute him for. Um, as an actual player, um, you know I, I can't lie. I've always got to be honest. Can't be disingenuous with our listeners. It's not our brand. Um, I, I believe that he is somewhere between overrated and grossly overrated uh, as a player. But um, that doesn't take <laughs> yeah, you away go. from what he did. All right, away before, from we, before we get into court. that, before we get into that, let's stay on the activism part because, like we, like, you know, you, you said it, it paved the way, definitely paved the way. Be remiss if I didn't focus on the fact that back then it was way more than even, you know, what we see and what we praise here because it wasn't about, I mean, a little bit about, I mean, that was always a thing. It wasn't about police brutality. It wasn't about, you know, what people say. It wasn't about words and name calling and stuff like that. Like, this was about equal rights. This was a man who got cheered on the basketball court while winning 11 championships, you know, with and for this franchise and for this city, but couldn't move where he wanted to move in that city. And when he finally found a place where he could go, they broke into his house. They threatened him. They, they defecated on, on his bed. 
But this is the same guy, like, okay, he, he's cool for us to cheer for so our team and our city can win, but he's not enough of a human human being for us to treat him like one. So and he went and married one. So, so doing what he did in his day was way more serious because it was way more dangerous than anything that, you know, the guys – and, I, and I'm not knocking them for what they do. Like, you do what you do in your time period. But we always talk about risk. And today we're saying, okay, you know, you got to risk. You, you know, Kaepernick risked his livelihood for this. Bill Russell risked his life <laughs> for the stuff that he stood up I mean, for, you know, back yo, then. Real quick, I just want to chime in real quick. And first of all, tell B. Austin, I hear your ad libs, bro. You out of pocket. That's all I'm going to say on that. Um okay. The second thing is, um, I, know. I mean, that, that, I know. that's that's the, I just want you to know I heard you. That's the way it's supposed to be, though. Like, you're supposed to stand on the shoulders of giants, right? So, um, you know, you can make the argument Bill Russell and, and those of his elk did that so people can have an easier time but still, you know, stand up for whatever it is they believe in. Um, and you're right. That, that was the point I wanted to bring up. Like, how are you going to defecate my man big? Like, yo, that's mad. That's mad. This disrespect. I don't know. Like, is there any bigger form of disrespect? Breaking into someone's crib and taking a smash on their bed. Like you, you know. Anyway, um, yeah, but all, like, all kinds know. of you know, spitting on somebody, you know, defecating on yeah, their property like, or them. Like, like at some point, like this is uh, you cross the line. <laughs> this is one of those um, situations, like you know, with Bill Russell, Ali, or even when uh the captain closes his eyes, like gentlemen like that, like. I don't even know what we could say or do to kind of um, express, you know, not just the gratitude, but also just like appreciation for like their whole body of work. Um, I don't even, what can you say about Bill Russell? Like Bill Russell is an idea at this point, more so than a human being. Like he's an idea of what you can be. And I mean, and I know you don't want to talk about this yet, but I disagree with the, the basketball take too. Like, Oh, no, Granted, really, man, I just wanted to get our back and forth on because B was gonna. <laughs> oh yeah, like conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, but, but, but on the on the basketball side though, I understand why B would say that. But on the flip side of that, I think that is one of the things that makes him one of the more unique or great players is because, I mean, and I and I got this appreciation from reading his book and hearing his um perspective on the game of basketball, right? In in which like. I could score 30 or 50 if I wanted to. I mean, from what we know, he's a consummate teammate. Yeah, like, yo, but we wouldn't have Sacrifice things to win. As a team, if I scored 30 or 50, and I hate to lose so much that it literally causes me physical pain. So I would rather win with me doing 15 and 30 and, 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 and being the best defensive player in the game as opposed to putting up numbers. That's selfless. Those kind of things, like, you know, I don't even know. First of all, I know personally I wouldn't be able to do that because if I just, if I had the ability to give you thirty or fifty, I'm gonna give you thirty or fifty, and I'm going viral, bow movie. But so I think that that goes that that goes to his greatness is the ability to be selfless and to put team before um, individual statistics. Um, can I? Can I but can but I even but B but hold up but even when you think about it like during that time. What was his incentive to change the way he approached the game? Because they won every year. He was the highest paid player in the league. So there wasn't really that incentive. Like these days, you're like, all right, I got I to gotta average 30 because I'm trying to get this max. 
Bradley Beal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, people might not think he already had the match. game on the on the suit. Yeah, right. So I'm like, what was the incentive to change his approach to the game? So, B, like, you know, we always you, – you say that all the time. You know, we laugh, we joke, and all that kind of stuff. The only – only instance where I agree that Bill Russell might be overrated is when they do the man-on-man comparison between he and Wilt Chamberlain Um, because they take into account so much that he and his team dominated Wilt and his team so much they kind of lose sight of what they were at least what they produced as individual players but I don't think Bill Russell is is overrated. But, but even that, stretch. even that, I think he's still that, one of the even best that, players ever. But even that, right? Even even that head-to-head comparison and what the numbers he put up. And Wilt talked about this in his book that he realized later on in his career that he it wasn't that about approach. stopping him because nobody, yeah, nobody could stop him. But, yo, he wanted to be so competitive and put those numbers on Russell's head that he wouldn't play his actual game and his teammates wouldn't contribute. Now, some will say the way Wilt put it in his book, he was kind of throwing his teammates under the bus, which could be part of the reason he said that. But it also lets you know that part of it was strategic. Like, yo, go ahead. You're going to score 50. Ain't nobody else in your team doing nothing. And I'm going to, you know, slow you down. I'm not going to let you easily score 50, but nobody can really stop you. But at the end of the day, you're so caught up in that and, like, you know, busting my anus that, yo, when you look up, you lost again. So he kind of yeah. felt like he was being out fox in a certain sense, but he's like, "Yo, I'm just going, you know, this is what this is what I'm, I know how to dominate, and that's what I'm gonna do." But B, you be treating him like like JJ Reddick, <laughs> like you played against plumbers and, and, and electricians. I mean, he's actually he's actually one of, the more, one of the more cerebral guys. But the thing is, I understand um, that because I also know the kind of guys that B Austin likes um, historically in, in NBA. B Austin likes guys that you know. That that score that impact that impact the score sheet where they count the points up because they do count the points at at the uh, at the end of games to establish the winner. Um, I, I yeah. hear what Bill is but, saying, but again, I if, if I score yeah. fifty, but I let nobody won as much as Bull though. So how do we, you know, what I'm saying, like how do we how, throw how that at, teams, at him teams, as shade when how many nobody teams were uh, how many teams were in the league at that time when he was when he was on just curious. the same amount that was in there when Wilt was playing and we big him up okay. every no I'm not saying I'm I'm not bringing Wilt All right. up. most I'm of saying, that time 18 most of that time 18 18 okay all right all right um but, but and hold, maybe hold, hold on though I don't even, I don't even I don't even think that adds anything to it right people often say that but I think that when you have less teams, the cream of the crop. I don't either. That's there's what I'm about to say. I don't. I don't only, either. Like we've been, there, we, we've all right agreed. We've all agreed over this past 12 years that expansion has watered down the league. So it's like, how can we yeah, use yeah, our point? Yeah. How can we use yeah. this point but both ways? It's not. It's a double edge. Hold, hold on. Hold, 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 hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There's a balance. There's a balance. There, there's a balance, guys. So expansion to 32, so much. Ex- expansion to 30 teams, 32 teams. Sure, I, I agree with that. But eight, I, I, I think that's in the opposite direction. I believe that there should have, there could have been more competition teams with 20 teams, and you wouldn't have had, you know, it, 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 it wouldn't. Have, I, I just, yeah. I don't see eight teams representing the very best and brightest especially with segregation being what it was 
and salute to him because he was fighting that. But I don't think the opportunities were there for other African-American athletes with just oh, eight right. teams. In the so, look, even, even if I give you that, it's, he, he dominated what was put in front of him. That, I mean, that's the error argument. That's the error argument. It also means that – That's yeah. who was there, and he Wilt, dominated. Wilt that's who was there, too, right? dominated. Wilt had 18 too, right? Also, also, yo, there's not 15 or 20 teams that have a chance to win the NBA title in 2022. Like, no, expansion, I don't – like, yo, it's, we, I can bet you right now, I can name several teams right now that I, I'm willing to bet at all have no shot at winning an NBA title. We can start with Sacramento. But, but, it's, anything, but, it's only, but it's only winning a title what qualifies them as competitive or good talent? Uh, that's what we're so talking about. We're talking to. about title winning. You're talking about being competitive. What, what is like, nah, what I'm, talking I'm about? Not, talking nah, about? I'm, not, I'm not going that far. I'm saying competitive, because competitive if there's, if there's basketball. Eight teams you, if there, so if who said those teams, other no seven teams, teams weren't right? competitive, though? That's the thing. Like, yeah, you, you got to play so in. We assume you're talking about championships because they dominated them, but – that means you're playing a good. That means that means that means the entire season is damn near a playoff. I'm not. I'm not saying that those other seven teams weren't competitive, but are you really? Are you really going to argue that eight teams is representative of the best collection of talent? I know he can only play what's in front of him, so it's not. I mean, the I'm best collection of talent him. in the NBA. We we know. We know the story of America back then. So, right. no, all of the greatest talent wasn't there at the time. But why are we knocking Got him for that? That's the same thing. I mean, because it's, it's not a Bill Russell thing for me and, 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 and segregation while we're having this conversation. I stuck up for Koozie and cats like that when J.J. Reddick said the stuff that he said. Like, okay, it's a different trying to compare errors like i don't really get your point like in comparison to who he's overrated in comparison to to, to who um we're, we're, we're comparing them to who? michael jordan people like that because because we always say like you really can't compare errors like that the game was different no no, no i would i would i wouldn't go as far forward as michael i would i would definitely go to kareem i would go to moses i think the immediate generation ahead of him, or even two, not not the 90s, but you can argue the 60s, the 70s. As the game expanded, 70s and 80s, I think you can compare those players. Okay, to, so to, those to, players that you're naming, think, them, I, what no, did they do better than Bill Russell? The rules or what did they do same, more though. than the Bill rules Russell aren't even besides the same. score? And if you look at the players that played on the teams in the 60s, those are some of the greatest players to ever play. And by the way, by the end of the 60s, there was 15 teams anyway. Well, 14 at least by the end of the 14. 60s anyway. And he still was winning championships and dominating. But so what did like those added, dudes they, do they better added, than him they, is what I'm asking. Kareem, what did Kareem do better than him? Kareem Moses, like all you're going to say is average more points. Okay, I, I, I give you that, B. But – so by you saying that, do you think Bill Russell was a liar in the, in the way he have, has always explained that he approached the game and what's important to him and what's not? Because I would, because if that's where we're going, no, not, I would beg to differ on that. that. Because if you, can average, if you can average 24 rebounds, you can score the ball, put the shit right back up. 
Yeah, I, I'm not. I can't go. Score it's bigger than you get 24 boards. Put it back up. That's yeah. I, I can't call him a liar. I don't. I don't know that man. Yo, but it's not. You don't. It doesn't matter. It's not even. That, it's not even just him though. It's like people that played against him will will, will say the same thing. He's the smartest. One of the smartest players to ever play. And the guy that he was going up against, I mean, like, like Jerry Lucas. Um, would you would you say? All right, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question because I I remember Tim. I did watch him, but y'all might be a little more familiar. Would you? How would you compare Moses Malone and Bill Russell in watching Moses play? Bill Russell was a a, a, a a way better defender. Moses probably way better defender. I mean, okay, I don't, I don't, a defender and rebounder. But 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 again, Moses is one of the greatest players to ever play. I don't think there's any disrespect to say that you know Russell was a better defender. I think Moses had a better offensive game. Um, but at the end of the day, though, like I just don't I don't agree with that whole thing of I think the I think we need eight teams right now. I could go for twenty. I could go for twenty. Because listen, all I'm gonna get, all I'm gonna get, all I'm gonna get is great teams playing each other night in and night out. When you look at those eight teams that were there in the beginning of the '60s, because again, by the end of the '60s, you know they damn near doubled the amount of teams in the league. But the beginning of them, you talk about the Celtics, Knicks, the Warriors, Pistons, Lakers, Royals, Syracuse Nationals, and Hawks. All of those are legendary teams, every single one of them. And they still were playing 75 games, which means you got to night in and night out, you got to play against the very best. The reason why him and Wilt have such a rivalry is because the simple amount of time they had to play, you know, you had to see Wilt. Think about this, right? So if you got what? If you got another, what, one, two, about seven teams, you're playing each team, what? Seven, eight times a game, seven, eight times a season? Yeah. Whatever that math is. He got a lot of against Wilt that many times. Like, like one, one, like one seven for one eight of his season. He got to play Wilt. Right. Not to mention Bob Pettit. Like, I, so like you playing, you're playing the best <laughs> of the best. And by the way, for anybody listening, don't judge my math. I'm saying this on the fly. Um, but my point <laughs> is, you're playing, you're playing the best of the best. Oscar Robinson, like yo, every other night is like you don't get nights off. You don't get to play, saying you don't get to play Orlando. Or the Kings, um, night and night, take nights off. You can't, you can't rest. It's a full season yeah, of playoffs. Off topic, but um, have you in the chat room saying that Larry Bird? I, I mean, he hasn't used the word, but somebody in the chat room, uh, Pianki, said that uh, Larry Bird is a goat, not the goat, but you know how people now goat is. You're one of the goats. You're you're a goat. And Skyview is saying that that's not true, and he's saying that Larry Bird is on par with um, Bernard King. Now, y'all know I'm one of the biggest Bernard King fans <laughs> in history, but that's the most that that comment is. Come on, Skyview, Bernard King. I love Bernard King, but what did <laughs> Bernard King give to the game besides buckets? What has he done? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. And I love Bernard King. I hate the fact that you got me up here having to even question the greatness of Bernard King. But on par with Larry Bird? Come on, man. That's foolishness. 
That's that, that's Listen, man, here's what I say. I watch, I watch them play. I'm 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 old watch. I watch both of them play. Bernard King was an amazing scorer, a great talent. Amazing. Larry Bird was different. Man. Larry Bird Larry Yo, Bird was Larry, cerebral. Larry Bird Larry Bird Larry is the Bird, top the reason I, I'm gonna tell you, five to ten player of all time, how is that not considered a GOAT? I mean I I would say the top ten I, to fifteen players of all time um, would be GOATs. I would put him somewhere in I don't know in, where I, I don't know where I rank Larry. I don't think he's the best at his position like Dev does, but I, I don't know where I rank him though. But <laughs> what I will say is this: Put him out there. the reason, the you reason, the reason too. I respect Larry is because it's, it's one of the reasons I respect Magic. I respect guys that I can literally watch a game and they can dominate a game without scoring. I'm kind of the opposite of Bill. Not that I don't like scoring, but I always find it amazing when guys are so cerebral and play the game at such a high level from an IQ standpoint that they can dominate a game without scoring. Like, no, to me, that's, I, like, I, the I, most amazing and beautiful that. thing in basketball. The I, crazy I, part I, about seen, Larry is about Larry, while he was doing all that stuff, he was still scoring. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I respect still, Larry. Still I respect no, Larry because Larry's greatest, Larry's greatest tool was his scoring, but the other aspects of his game were so great that you noticed that he could do more than just kill Yo, you with the with the rifle. I don't even know if his scoring was the greatest no, no. aspect Larry of his Bird game. Be a, I think I think I think his mental was, was his greatest Yo, his aspect. Passing was dumb it, because because even beyond that, like even like think about it. He he's not the fastest guy. He can't jump at all. He oh, he can jump at all, right? At so he ever. had no athleticism. He had no athleticism, but he was just smarter than everybody else. And I just, when I, I watch guys play I like just that, wonder the person. The person that people are going to argue is the best average double-digit rebounds, and Larry did. Well, but Larry also played power four when he averaged double-digit rebounds, if you go back and look. Okay. So, I mean, okay. there's that. Okay. And, and, even right. beyond, and even beyond that, like, uh, even even beyond that, though, I think it's two different games. Um, I think that, you know, and I, I guess you're talking about LeBron probably? Yeah. Because it depends upon who you're talking yeah. about. Because some people will tell you, that you know, Scotty, some old, old heads will tell you, Doctor J, well, with the Larry one hand and the average. To be fair, he averaged double digit rebounds for his career, right on the dot. Yeah, ten on the dot. Um, ten on the dot. A lot of that time, he, you know, Mikael was there, so he he was playing yeah. small. I just think he was playing a, small. I, I, but I still, I, I I attribute that to being a different game too. It was a lot of driving to the to the hoop. Think about it. Today's game, a lot of three point shooting, a lot of long rebounds. So boxing out and camping out under the rim is not going to get you ten rebounds in today's game. So, this is where at, at, at no, this is where context but, comes into play, right? Because yeah, always because so 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 you look at Larry, he's listed days. as a power forward slash small forward because they would rotate the way they rotated their yeah, front they court. Yeah, definitely rotated. Um, he, he rotated. They rotated their front court. He would play a lot of power forward. Now, with that being said, the game has changed, and that's why. When you look back at someone like Oscar Robertson, that's why it's so crazy for him to average a triple double in those days without right. all the three pointers and long rebounds. Because like, he was down there. Oscar averaged a triple double. He, <laughs> he was played guard and then there, like, get down in the trenches. <laughs> yeah, like so that. Like, so, but again, the, the record books don't reflect that. Like, you know, the, the, the triple double is not looked at crazily. But um, point being, there's context to all this. Um, but the whole idea of Larry Bird not being that guy don't like is disrespectful. Russ. Triple double ain't impressive no more. <laughs> Old triple double I, I, I can't, I, Yeah, I can't stand that. But um, yeah, I mean, I know this. We were way off topic, but Scotty, you out of line. And and he actually said it in there. He 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 
he pretty much repeated the whole Dennis Rodman, Isaiah Thomas quip. Talking about if Larry was well, black, he'd just be another good player. Nah, Larry was that dude. Black, listen, white, red, I green, yellow. I understand why they said that too, though. That, that's, what, <laughs> that's what they're supposed to say. You know what I'm saying? And, and listen, if, you, if you're if a fan of the Sixers, Lakers, one of them, I can see why you don't like Boy either. Like, you know what I mean? If it's up with him, it's always going to be up with him. I get it. Oh, yeah. Not but, liking again, him is one thing, you being, but the respect factor. Yeah, you being like, objective, though. Is, like, I don't, I don't even like Jeremy. I don't, I don't like, agree, I don't agree with, with Rodman and them. Like, I don't know why they even said that. Because if Larry's, if Larry's averaging 20 points a game and seven rebounds and four assists, and they're praising him the way that they were praising him, then I would understand what Rodman was saying. But Larry Bird was dominating the game. It wasn't – he wasn't putting up Tobias Harris numbers and getting praised like he was LeBron James. Like he was yeah, putting but, up – Yeah, but again, right, so, so – 29, again, 10, too, right? and 6. So, like, so, so it's, it's context to that too, though, right? So Like if a black dude's putting all, up 29, 10, and 6, he's not just a good player. He's a great player. Yeah, but he's not getting the praise that Larry was getting, and that's the difference. And I think that's kind of what they were like hinting at, right? So, because even even when you look at um, let's look at the the fictional account, like on Showing, um, what's it called? Limited on Showing Time, Showtime, this uh, whatever the HBO Joan is, Winning Time. They had to change it from Showtime to Winning Time. Um, when you look at Winning Time and the picture they're painting of like Boy just showing up and getting the attention and, and like kind of like Magic being jealous about that, right? I think that's the context of where they were coming from, right? Because if you look at the NBA back then, we all watched, well, you know, be often younger than us, but we were around back then. Part of the reason why Lakers, Celtics, Sixers, Celtics was what it was, there was a race angle on there. People don't want to talk about that, but it's a fact. No, it definitely was and a race angle in Boston. No doubt. Yeah, so some, so some, of the, some of the great black players, even though dude is great, but they like, yo, even if we put no. up what he puts up, we don't get that kind of accolade. But that's like, the thing. But I think everybody – I think Larry Bird got caught up not by his own – like, he got caught up in that. No, he didn't. He, he was didn't. still balling. Like, if – and this is America, so there will never not be the race angle in a situation like this. But in, in, in some utopia that America will never be, like, his production, it didn't matter. <laughs> Like, he caught in that because that's what it is. But the way he produced, it wouldn't have mattered had we lived in this fantasy land that we've been trying to live in for the past 400 years. No, listen, Larry, so. Larry, Larry, Larry's game speaks for itself. His accolades, his winning, um, his points speaks for itself. But what I'm, what I'm trying to communicate is not that I agree with what they said, but I understand in that climate why they would do that. You understand, you understand <laughs> where they're coming from and what the motivation is. Behind those, yeah, behind I, I those definitely words. understand because, the because even, cause even when you, I, you I know, think you, know, even, you articulate I, that differently, though. I, listen, I like I, I like Isaiah, like Isaiah, would just Isaiah be a regular. Like I don't know, yeah, nobody putting nah, that up. Ray, what nothing, what nothing. Understand where that Eric, came from, Eric Joe Bird. That came from that came from the Pistons, right? And Isaiah, who if you watch him in the interview, will tell you, like, yo, Larry was a bad boy, but then as soon as he says that, he'll tell you, but so was I. Like, they had a chip on their shoulder then. They still got a chip on their shoulder. They still don't feel like they got the love for the great the players on that they team. Didn't get that the, they, they didn't get the due that they, that they deserve. Listen, I couldn't. No, because I'm like, at least Skyview said he'd be a good player, even though I think that's disrespectful. Dennis Rodman said yeah, average. <laughs> he yeah, said he, Dennis, average. Dennis, like, Dennis, Dennis be tripping. So I understand Dennis your motivation, but your execution. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, Skyview, to Skyview's point, 
being being a Sixers fan, I couldn't. I had to hate Larry. Then understanding white privilege in America, I continued to hate Larry. But when I hit about forty, and y'all know this about me, the love of the game, <laughs> the love of the game, and the love of the religion of basketball prevents me from perpetually just allowing emotion to overtake the the due that people are are should be accorded. Like yeah. like Kobe, man, long. I hated Kobe forever because he was so close to Mike, but. Yo, man, Kobe, one of my favorites. I had to admit that at 40, man. Come on, man. He scored 81. I seen that. Yo, Yo he scored 81. Also, but also, also, also this, though, right? Speaking of the climate. Yo, Jimmy. Yo, this so when is you're going to admit that Bill Russell is one of the goats. Yo, if you're my opponent, right? Yo, I'm saying all kinds of things in the media. I'm not, I'm not giving you props. That's, that, that's the, like, Yo, when they talked about Mike, they didn't say, yo, Mike is good. It was like, yo, I guess so. The ref giving him all them calls. Like, yo, with the Pistons, it's like, if you are up, you are up. Ain't, ain't, no, ain't no giving you props. Ain't nobody, you know what I mean? Like, back then, they didn't care who you yo. were. Yo, did y'all, on, on another note, did y'all see the Vernon Maxwell interview with Gil? Yeah. Yeah, we tried to stab Vernon Maxwell, my dream. favorite player. Yo, Vernon, <laughs> yo. Vernon said they gave him the calls and he was still the greatest of all time. And they was giving him calls, but it's <laughs> so I don't want to talk Yo, about this motherfucker no more. I, I, I don't know, like I, so, I don't know if I forgot or just never heard Vernon Maxwell's voice, but boy, sound like he just started celebrating because he just found out. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Yo, he sound like there's no way he could have been a a high level athlete in the world. Like Yo, boy, sound like he smoked crack, smoked Newport. And drink only brown liquor. No water. He's a crack yeah. and Newports. So B, back to back to Bill Russell. Like Yes sir. Since you hold such a premium on scoring, like where do you rank Bill Russell all time? Like, you know, we don't have lists for everybody, but top what? Yo, B often don't rank them. <laughs> top top don't what? Do that. Since since you since you're naming cats like Moses. Who don't get it? Who doesn't get his just due? One of the most underrated, he don't, he don't, great he don't. players of all time. But like, where do you rank Bill? Top five, top ten, top fifteen, top twenty? Yo, he often got him right next. To, I gotta keep Austin going. Got right next to Ben Wallace. <laughs> right, right under, right underneath your brother Walt. It's like no, yo. um, <laughs> yo, <laughs> um, he's top. He's a top ten center of all time. He's a top ten center. He, he caught hey. that one. He went to center. Yo, <laughs> remember, greatness is measured by a lot of factors going in there, man. Yes. Yes, it is. So yeah, like I said, when we have this conversation, I you know, especially when you listen to dudes like um, Bill Simmons talk. He definitely hypes the situation with with him as far as the you know comparison to to Will Chamberlain. But when you read Bill Bill Russell's book and you hear him talk and you hear people talk about him and his mindset going into the and, and you know how he thought about the game, I, I really do believe him. And then when like I just had to think about things in an easy context. If you can average 24 points per game, you really don't think he could score if he wanted to score? 24 boards 
It's my bad. Yo, 24 boards a game. Because if you're getting 24 boards, at least half of those are probably offensive, or at least a quarter yeah. is offensive. Yeah, but I will, Yo, I will, I will acknowledge. Of turning around and throwing them out. I will if they can't, if I will they can't board with you, then they can't go up with you to stop you. I, to stop you. No. I, I will acknowledge in my in the limitations that I may have as a human being and my spiritual development, I just it's not possible for me to be able to average twenty and not. I mean, I guess I'm I'm selfish. I'm because to your point, if you get twenty four boards, you ain't have to kick what about, that all out to Bob Cousy. What you about Rashid Wallace? What about Rashid Wallace? So we thing, all agree all the time that she could have done much more than what he did. He just didn't want to do certain things. Yo, Yo I here's what I'll she, say, right? I think she gives Tim Duncan everything he wanted, needed, and could ask for. I, I thought think, I think with my own eyes. Right? That, that, to me, one of the beauties of basketball um, is everything else outside of scoring, right? And I think that in, in, in learning about Bill Russell, I probably learned more about Bill Russell from reading Wilt's book than I did from Bill Russell's book in, in his own. And what that told me is like, yo, dude still, dude still was in his head. Like, and he wrote this book 20 years after retirement, and all he talked half of the, yo, 50% of his book was about Bill Russell. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, dude, dude, like, dude is still in your head. Like, and so, so I got a different level of respect for him. But again, like, knowing B. Austin, I know the kind of players that he likes. Like, I also know the kind of players I like. Like, it's, it's one of those things, man, where the beauty of basketball is there's so many things that go into winning a game. Um, some people put a premium on scoring. And if you look at throughout the history of the game, there are teams and players that have had success different ways. I mean, speaking of the Pistons, <laughs> we watched the Pistons win a championship putting up like 50 points a game. Yo, Bill, he said 50. Yeah. Bill got – he got one of the most iconic photos in NBA history. The gym where he was jumping over a dude to yeah, block the shot, shot of another dude. Had his nuts yeah, in his crazy. teammate's face it's to block hard. somebody else's shot. Like, who's probably going to the basket? But nah, man. Yo, I'm, I gotta yo, I'm still mad at flowers. Not just because he, he's dead. I think because he's passed is when, all right, I got to stop. This will be the episode when I just stop laughing at all of, all of B's shots and actually defend the dude. Before now yeah. and probably after now, I'll probably just get my laugh on <laughs> and just let it go. All I'm gonna say but is, but because man. he passed, yeah, you, know, you know what I mean. I gotta, I gotta defend him. Um, you know, Jimmy you know, already told you. Jimmy already gave Armand Gilliam's numbers, man. <laughs> Yo, here's the thing, right? Come on, man. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> I'm still. First of all, first of all, I'm still mad at the Spurs and Pistons for like you know putting up that terrible, that terrible finals that. You know, people try to tell me it was a good finals. That joint was trash. But anyway, um, getting back to the whole Bill Russell thing, I, I just, man, it's it's a tough loss for the game, tough loss, like, you know, for the history of the game. But one thing I understand is as time goes on, this happens to everybody. Like, you know, yo, because, like, you know, the work I do, I talk to young kids, yo, you would think that nobody played before tough loss for um, Jordan. Like, it, it's only one well, no, that we, is this Jordan. Kids, everybody else played was before trash. Kobe. <laughs> Yo, everybody else was trash. It was like Jordan, and then people after him. Like everybody before him was trash. Like Bird was trash, Doc was trash, Meek was trash, Zeke was trash, Magic was trash, Hakeem was trash. Like yo, it was Mike. Now we, but now we enter. Now we enter into the realm. Now of we Mike enter into trash. Mike trash. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this, this, but this, this is this is where it goes on. And like you know, so Le, like LeBron is a lot of their goats. And and the only reason Kobe gets props. Yo, this is the one thing about Kobe. Speaking of legends, right? Yo, people be. I, I got. I was watching the day looking online, and I was looking at how some people were talking about Kobe. And I'm like, yo, y'all hated Kobe. Nobody liked Kobe when he was playing. Nobody mm-hmm. did. This whole Kobe love mm-hmm. joint is all fake, yo. Yo, I, I remember. It and, is. And people got to understand, yo, I say screenshot. I say screenshot. People hate Kobe. They hated Kobe. They absolutely hated Kobe. When Kobe won those chips against the Celtics. Allowed, aren't cats allowed power. the room to grow, man? They they grew. They grew past. No, nah, man. It's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's revisionist it. history, man. It's like, and a lot of it has to do with how he went out, resting power to the legend. But I'm just saying, like, it's True. all fugazi. But they about to write. they about to write him out, too. Like, that's just how things progress, man. Like, the, be- the beauty, sad, you know what, I, I'll give you that, but the beauty of the beauty of beginning with Mike, beginning with Mike, is the ability to capture media and share media and content. You know, like, Will, if I, if I honestly, if I saw Will play, we probably wouldn't talk about none of these dudes. And when I by saying if I saw Will play, meaning if they captured his game, if they captured the hundred points, if they captured the twenty thousand on OnlyFans, what more could be said? <laughs> what more could be said? They, but but we don't have those things captured and documented the way we have Mike's career captured and documented, yes, Kobe's do. career. Yes, we captured do. Just look, just looking, just look in the Sunny's eyes. We, we got it. <laughs> Part of that, yo, was part, of that, part of that is Fugazi, too, because, yo, <laughs> Cap said we watched their entire career. We watched him dunk his entire career. They'll tell you he's trash. No, so man, right he's now not trash. He's he just boring. I saw someone, I saw some. listen, I saw someone say that Anthony Davis is already better than Tim Duncan. I've seen it. Like, I've literally seen it. How would you even talk to that person? He's not even worth No, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't talk to him, but I'm in a lot of groups. I just, I just like to see what people be talking about, and I'm like, yo, they be wilding, like, and, and their thing was, Anthony Davis got more weapons. He could shoot the three. And Tim Tim can shoot the three and blah, blah, blah. I said, Tim didn't shoot that's, the three. But, but that's crazy, but though. Because like, if you think about it, as the errors go on, all players will have more weapons because they're taking what they saw from these greats and they're adding to it. That's why like people got to chill with but that, really but giving a one-on-one attribute-led but that's why, comparison yo, I'm, of I'm, players I'm from different errors. If I get to watch Yo, I, Mike I only, and I get to watch Tim, I'm going to take some stuff from their game and I'm going to do this new age big man stuff and I'm going to be nice. <laughs> it doesn't listen, make me man. a greater player, man. Well, what happened? I'm going to tell you what's out there, bro. Yo, I hate I know. I, hate I know. I, I, only, I only come on here to talk I mean, to we heard them calling Aiton Tim Duncan 2.0. What? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> do they even throw Aiton the ball? <laughs> Yo, ain't nobody better than Willie Trillville. <laughs> Listen, man, yeah. I'm just telling you this, the, the, the narrative. So my point in saying that is I can see why, like, you know, every generation thinks their player is the greatest. That's just what it is. Um, and as time goes on, all the Greeks will get pooped on. So, you know, there's going to be another be off in 15 <laughs> you years now on some other show. You don't hear about Yo, Doc. Yeah, Doc was going to be everybody's hero, like, he used to be everybody's hero. Yeah, he had nothing I mean, now. Doc, Doc, you understand yo, why Philly like mad Doc at him, but everybody else, nobody else talked about that. Doc died before the integration is bull. 
<laughs> like when it, when you this. even when people talk about LeBron and small forwards and it's like Doc name don't even come up. <laughs> like, Dog, think about this. About Doc. Think about this. Come on, Dwight man. Howard, right? Yeah, whole career. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, based upon the years that he played, went from being like yo, being people arguing him like one of the all time greats, and now calling him a complete bum. Within the span of his entire career, not like, not mentioned at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? The ball is jumping now with that being a bump. He did that to himself a little bit. He definitely did, but when it's all said and done, like, dude deserves what he deserves because the first half of his career is Hall of Fame worthy. He should have been on the top 75. But, you know. Even with bumdom plaguing him in the second half of his even, yeah, no, But, you, but you, I also will understand right. if somebody said to me, hey, man, we got to look at the whole body of work, not just the numbers. Like, he turned into a – like, I understand that, too, because he definitely fell imagine, off the face of So if, we, if you make that case or that argument about Dwight, imagine what they're going to do with, uh, with, with the ball Vince Carter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize until, like, yesterday that Vince Carter, Vince Carter played more years in NBA than anybody. Anybody hey, ever. He, well, well, he's about to get broken. It's about to get broken. Who won't break up? The, the ball who get paid for doing nothing. You done it? And, oh, I, and I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that. I don't classify what he's doing as, quote, unquote, playing in the NBA. But you know what I mean. He, he going to yeah. keep sitting on he that bench and getting $2 million. And he probably gonna do it until he can say he did it longer than anybody else in the league. Yo, watch the heat. Watch the heat retire his number. Oh yeah, I think that's a done deal, and I don't know why, but you think they're gonna retire deal. his number? Yeah, yeah, your man. He's why? revered there. It, he's revered there. He must have saved the owner's life or something. He never did anything. Well, he must have like, jumped in the ocean. And, yeah, I'm telling you. He, um, but the way they from, talk about he's him. From there. Dinah's Haslam, yeah, first of all, like, they talk about Wade County. Like, dude is really from that county. And got, yeah, he's yo, from that He's one. been there like, his whole career, even after playing college ball in Florida. Like, oh, yeah, he's in, 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 in his prime. In his Boy, never left. In his prime, never he's left. He's supposed to be in a tough prime, guy. How he, let, how he let your man go get extensions in his hair if he's supposed to be so tough and such a leader? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the funniest Yo. Udonis Haslam zone is when they lost last year in the playoffs. My man was highly upset. Like, he played. <laughs> Yo, like, he, like, like he could have done something prime, better. In his prime, listen, in, the, in their prime, who was better, Udonis or Jamal McGlory? Go ahead, Dad. Uh, Jamal McGlory made uh, <laughs> Jamal McGlory, yeah, Jamal. Did Udonis Haslam have he made a prime? all-star team. I don't know. What was his prime? I don't think we've seen. It. I don't think we've seen his prime yet. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't reached his prime yet. His prime will be when he retires. That's his prime. Yo, they, they, they still prime years, they still retirement years. Yo, yo. Actually, what year did he average his most points? Yo, he yo. For his career, he's putting up more numbers. Said Jamal McGlure, that said Jamal McGlure, the worst All Star in the history of All Star. He probably is. Yo, two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. He averaged. He averaged 12. He averaged 12 <laughs> and 9. Nah, 12 and 9 was his best good. season. That's pretty good. That was his best season, 12 and 9. 12 and 9 was his prime. And had like one year of a prime. Come on, Udonis. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Udonis. 
All right, Yo, but hey, if man. I'm not, if they, if they want to shower him with accolades and let him play for 25 years or let him sit for 25, hey, take that money, man. <laughs> Yo, take my man said he sat on the bench more than he played. All right, man. A couple more things, man, before we hit the phone lines. Uh, Deshaun Watson, um, <laughs> he got a six-game suspension from the arbitrator who was a formal – I mean, former former federal games judge. Former federal judge, uh, and it was a woman, um, Sue L. Robinson. She ruled on Monday that he'd serve a six-game suspension. Crazily enough, by Wednesday, the NFL had filed an appeal because they're looking for more of an indefinite suspension that will keep him out for at least a year. Now, what do y'all think about this? Do y'all like? Because me, the first thing I get like this is kind of the NFL posturing a little bit I don't I really don't think they care that much with him getting six games for that that's just another example or at least it's going to give people another reason to run around and say we keep telling y'all that the NFL don't care about women (laughs) anything that happens to women these guys are right back on the field nobody cares I think this is the NFL posturing to act like they care knowing that what they're asking for is not really going to happen. Hell, whoever they're hiring as the arbitrator to see the appeal, and I think I have a name for that too, Yo. they're probably telling him, Dude, don't do not do this. We're just trying to play this out for PR purposes. I'm going to like, go like, ahead and tell you all that Freak, Freak, Freak Bull got one game for every 10 girls. <laughs> Yo, you did the math on that. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you, One game for every ten girls, yo. Um, it wasn't yeah, that, that many. This is, you're thinking, you're thinking Cosby numbers. My man put yeah, up like Cosby. my man touched six. My man touched sixty. Ah, yeah, like twenty-four. It was like twenty-four. Uh, I, that twenty-four. Well, that 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 brought up charges, I guess. 24 brought up charges. I, I think Bull touched like 60, man. No, I, I, I saw that. Sure I know I'm not out there. But that's, I don't know. That's definitely Cos number. Well, so you think he Cosner got off easy put, with the six? I don't know how to answer. I don't even know how to answer that because I, in a way, I do. I mean, in a vacuum, yes, he got off easy. In a vacuum, absolutely. But if you look at what the NFL has done historically, whether it's Greg Hardy, Ray Rice, uh, Cheetah, whomever, they only they only giving these dudes two, two and three games. And a lot of that so, stuff, Roger Goodell himself was presiding over. And this one, they, you know, they went out and got a, a an arbitrator. And now, you know, the NFL is like, oh, that's. Not- Greg Greg Hardy was putting putting his girl's head through the wall and and only got. What do you think, Jim? You think just posturing? Think the NFL capping? No, absolutely it is. I mean, it's kind of like they saw the response when the six games came out, and you know, so we gotta do something. I mean, but you know, come on, man. Let's say this for PR purposes, but let's tell this. Let's tell this. Uh, the 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 arbitrator who sees the appeal, like y'all don't gotta do nothing, but we we just gotta play this out. We'll pay you a whole lot of money. (laughs) <laughs> to play this out with us. Um, because truthfully, from their standpoint, and we've always thought, you know, they've always thought strictly from their standpoint, it does the NFL better 
to have Deshaun Watson on the field than not. So I call BS. I call, you know, I, I say FOH to them trying to appeal for an indefinite suspension that would last at least a year. But we shall see. Um, for now, y'all man Jacoby Brissett, he always seems to be the dude in line when You Yo, what just happened? Microphone check, one, two, one, two. This is the war room. We are on air. Andy Toe has decided to step in and regulate. Too much has been said. The FCC has been called, but we are still here. Hey, Neil, let me know if you can hear me because uh, I don't know what's going on. Yo, can um, y'all hear me? Now I can. All right. I, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, Neil, in the chat room, can y'all hear us? Make sure y'all can hear yeah. us before we continue the conversation. All right, so she says she can hear me because I can't hear B. Austin at all. So I don't know, we, I don't know what just happened, yo. Wait, B. Austin, wait, B. Austin is back. You should be able to hear me. Yo. Can y'all can, hear me? What Neil said, can she hear me? So we good now. She we hear? all good now. All right. Um, no, nah, I don't think it's – I think it's uh, – I know we, we a thunderstorm is happening here, so I think my my net just went out. So I don't know what's going on. But anyway, um, what I – yeah, I just – I think it's, I think it's definitely cap, um, and we'll see how everything plays out. Jacoby Brissett. Always the dude in line when somebody gets suspended. Um, he took over when Tom Brady got suspended for four games a few seasons back with the Patriots. So uh, he's who will have the reins if this appeal is um, upheld and, and Deshaun Watson is indeed suspended for six six games starting the season. So shout out to Jacoby. <laughs> he's that consummate backup. No matter what he does, they're going to leave him as a backup. But he's a good one, so we'll see how it all plays out. Um, the Miami Dolphins, uh, that little investigation that was going on for the past six months about the, the Dolphins has finally come. To, the, the results have come out for that, and they've been stripped of a few draft picks. Remember Flores went on the on the rampage after he got fired and started – snitching on everything um, Dolphin-related. But they got uh, stripped of their 2023 first-round pick. Um, also, the team owner, Stephen Ross, and vice chairman, which is a limited partner, Bruce Beal, they were found to have violated the anti-tampering policy on three occasions from 2019 to 2022 when they were having conversations with quarterback Tom Brady and the agents for um, Saints coach Sean Payton. Um, the NFL said, however, they found no evidence, and y'all wouldn't be surprised about this this part, they found no evidence that the team intentionally lost games during the 2019 season. Remember, Brian Flores had said in his lawsuit, which alleged racism in the league's hiring practices, that 
Ross attempted to incentivize him to tank purposely um, shortly after he was hired in 2019. Uh, Ross supposedly offered Flores $100,000 for every loss that season, and Flores also said that the team, when they won games late in the season, the general manager, Chris Greer, told him that Ross was mad that the on-field success was compromising the team's draft position. So uh, Ross also was fined $1.5 million, um, and he is suspended through October 17th. I always find it funny when they suspend owners. Like All they do is sit up in the box and watch games. You know, he's just going to sit at home and watch them on his movie screen. He's still cashing them checks. Um, and the other, the limited partner, Beal, was fined $500,000, and he isn't permitted to attend any league meetings for the rest of the 2022 season. Any surprise here that they found, you know, all of this, they found them guilty for all the tampering stuff, but nothing on the Brian Flores front, the stuff that he actually said, you know, about the races, hiring practices, and the, um, I mean, you know, listen, that, that was, that trying was, to get him to tank. Listen, that was a deal, man. Listen, I'll take this. Don't 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 uh don't hang me on this. I I'll, I'll you know what I mean? It's like it's like when a DA come in, like, yo, I can give you ten, but we make this go away if you just take two. And, <laughs> it, you know. That's what happened here. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah, definitely allegedly. Alright, so um where is B still here? Where B at? Oh he's you all right, no, nah, just just in case we're about to move on, just making sure you ain't have nothing on the Miami Dolphins and and all of uh, that stuff. Dolphins doing dolphin things. No, <laughs> real <laughs> dolphins do real things <laughs> on the road to riches. All right, so, um, all right, all right. So before we let's see if hey yo, I know everything just came back online. All right, so let's go. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's see if our phone lines even work right now. Uh, we had Tobias on the line. Um, he's gone. Uh, we got us. We didn't screen this, so I don't know if this is the homie court. I forgot his area code. But three one four, you're in the war room. What's going on? St. Louis. <clears throat> no, it's the first time I've called your show. Oh, okay. I was making. All right, what's your name? Where you calling from? Chat room. My name's Pianchi. I'm calling from the Midwest. But, you know, when you make those uh, people try to make those cross-error comparisons between individual players, that's just for fun. Because you got to also consider this, too, is that players today compared to players to them is bringing with them a whole different culture. Mm -hmm. You know, to hear Iverson say what he said, it's only practice. Well, that was shocking. We wouldn't say that, but the, right. those considerations have to be made. Somebody like uh, Magic Johnson, he'll tell you how practice was so important, and he went just as hard in practice as he, as he did in the games. Iverson, like absolutely. <laughs> My nephew is uh, Trey Burton, the number one wide receiver, recruit, high school recruit in the country. Former and, Eagle. Uh, I'm gonna tell Trey you Burton? something. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you oh, something. Yeah. Shout out to Trey. Academics. We're Eagle fans here. <laughs> Pardon me? He's going to Missouri. I said, shout out Missouri. to Trey. We're Eagles fans here. So, yeah, no, no, Trey. it's a different Trey, though. Oh, not that Trey? I thought he said former Eagle. Yeah, Trey Burton. No, he's no, no, uh, no. 
Marcus coming out of high school. Oh, he's coming out of high school now. All right, my bad. My bad. Go ahead. My bad. Make your point. Yeah, he used to. Uh, I used to take his. I took his, his daddy camping when he was a little boy. So I guess y'all can see how old I am. But that's all good too. But uh, no, these kids, these young people today, are bringing with them a culture that has been experienced and nurtured in the communities and the families that they grow up in. You know, it wasn't that much emphasis. We had emphasis on both education and also the sports. But uh, today, I think it's too much emphasis on the sports because how many players was left by the wayside to produce a Kobe or LeBron James coming up through the times from – Pee-wee on up to uh, where they are now. So the, that's a that's a great, you know, that's a big difference. You got the travel team. I'm in, in St. Louis, and I used to uh, bring my grandson down there off of Rock Ridge there in Pine Lake to, to practice with uh, Coach Phillips in baseball at least two or three or four times a year. And uh, they're doing things today that we didn't do, you know, and couldn't do and didn't have the facility to do back in the day. Right. Yeah, no, so it is what it is. True. To your point about, you know, the, the education pretty much being uh, a secondary thought, like you have, um, especially in basketball these days, you have kids reclassifying to basically stay behind a grade just so they can, and sometimes <laughs> too, just so they can be more competitive within their class because they've put in all, you know, they've put all their eggs in that that one basket. Like I have to be successful in basketball some sort of way. So yeah, it, it's definitely oh, a absolutely that different uh, culture that goes on. And and um, and Michael Jordan was an entirely different human being. I've seen them all. Was, yeah. You know, I've seen Wilt and. And Russell, Michael Jordan was entirely different. Matter of fact, I, like I wrote in the uh, chat room, Michael Jordan helped kill baseball in the inner city because every athlete, every player wanted to be like Mike. They wanted to be and like you Mike. You had some kids four foot six wanted to uh, go out to basketball when they would have made a good shortstop. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a different. It's, a, it's for that reason, and also, it's literally a different game. Like. The rules aren't even the same today as they were in the 80s and 90s. So it's like, I mean, take something as simple as hand checking. Like, that changes everything. So it's, it's, it's impossible to compare players from different eras because they're not even playing the same game. No, look, they raised the basket when Wilt came along, right? Exactly. They, they widened the lane. They definitely widened the lane. To... Right. Yeah, there's it's all the, kinds of stuff. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. But look, the conversation is good. Will Chamberlain used to you, when you got through playing with him, you was beat up. The man would beat you up. Yeah, that's come out there with some Everlast gloves on his hand. He would beat you up. But anyway, it's all good. And, uh, the conversation is good. You guys keep up the good work. All right, thank you for your call. We really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Appreciate, yes, appreciate it. All right. All right, we got um, <laughs> we got Tobias calling in from out in Arizona. What up, Tobias? Roll damn hey. tide. Roll damn tide. The more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> Alabama's currently the number one recruiting class of the nation. 
Fuck it, A and M. But uh, how'd that, hey, you know, how that do y'all? How that do y'all last year? Hey man, Uh-oh. like hey, kind of like the goat said in an interview yesterday, it was a rebuilding year, like I said, and it was a gift for uh-huh. rebuilding year. And y'all uh-huh. know today D- is Dabo said that. Oh, Dabo. Oh, you talking about? Oh, <laughs> oh, last time I checked, Dabo ain't got a quarterback. Yo, two hundred yards right now. Uh, but today's a significant date. Eight four in the calendar, August four eight four, and because we call that Happy Texas A and M Day, cause they always go eight and four every year. They talk like yeah. talk like they're a big boy, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Jimbo Fisher got the same record as the black guy. They fired, but no, that's neither here nor there. But uh, <laughs> but y'all talk about the different eras. Y'all right, the game is played differently because. I told my cousin when I was back in Alabama, the Jordan mixtape, I said, don't worry about the physics, the fouls and stuff, right? Look at how clogged that paint was when Jordan was in the paint. They taking layups and stuff. You had three, four, five people in the paint all the time. Now, and, and, I, and I use Luke or LeBron as an example. They just, they just hunt for a switch because he got switched so easily, and everybody spread out. So it may even be one guy in the paint. So – it's a totally different game. And I remember Luca even saying his first year, as a 19-year-old kid, it's easy to score the NBA than it is in Europe. And you see the U.S. guys just past Olympics struggled for a bit scoring and, and against the Europeans because of how the game played. It's tougher. There's, there, there's, to, your, to your point, there's certain guys that, that are old enough, and, and most of them are either right under LeBron or actually already retired but they've witnessed and experienced the changes in the game through mm-hmm. the years. They, and they played in an era coming off of Jordan. And they all say, Yo, Jordan would have put up 45 in the day's game. Man. You yeah, can't touch our, And there's nobody at the rim. And, and you can could, you could hunt switches. Because I always say, look at that Sun series, because that Sun saying people crap on that team for some reason now. But uh, Darren Marley be getting a max contract right now. He was in the league today. <laughs> you know, but uh, they play like today's team. And I looked at those Jordan Allen, 41, 8, and 6. And that the game, it, let's say that game today, you cannot, like you say, you can't touch them, but no one guards the mid-range. They give you the mid-range jumper now. And he was so proficient at it. He was a multi-faceted scorer. So, he may not have to be a great three-point shooter because I don't think Kawhi Leonard's a great three-point shooter, right? But you get Kawhi that mid-range, it's a wrap. And, and so I, you guys are right. It's a different game out there. And I hate when people say, oh, these guys were athletic. I'm like, well, Chamberlain was an Olympic-level athlete. Uh, he's more athletic than some of these big men running today. Uh, Bill Russell's a crazy athlete. Some of these guys are crazy athletes. And I'm like, if Jerry West played, he will cook J.J. Reddick, <laughs> you know. But sometimes if some of these players like a Derek Coleman or Tony Kukos were born 20 years too early, <laughs> you know. Imagine guys like that play today with a skill set. So I think it is kind of unfair to, to judge errors because of how it's played. Because and, and sometimes what the guys do now, like, like five-man basketball, uh, actually knowing how to throw an entry pass to a guy in the post, knowing how to post up a guy's ball in you because we we play the Minnesota Timberwolves right now. They 
they will switch me on to Carl Anthony Towns, and Carl Anthony Towns runs the three-point line. And I'm 5'10". Uh, <laughs> you know? Uh, so if the game is played differently, and I'll say this real quick. Let's say the, eight, the late nights with Dream, Ewing, Robinson was in there. You could small ball won't work on them because they can actually score. Rudy Gobert can't score. So guess what? That's how you play those guys off because they can't score. And so I think the fundamentals and the talent just kind of understated because guys just say, oh, you can jump high. There's plenty of guys that can jump high like Tyrus Thomas who couldn't play. Oh, and the Bulls drafted him, by the way. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. And, oh, yeah, and we right. traded the right to Marcus Aldridge for him, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Tyrus <laughs> yeah. was more athletic. He was going in the athletic direction, so they like, yeah, let's go ahead and do this. Yeah, Strowmouth, Swift, those guys, yeah, okay. Uh, but, but yeah, we got two fat Euros killing everybody right now. Uh, but y'all want Deshaun Watson. I always thought it should have been a year anyway. And, uh, because people, well, he had no charges. You still could get messed up with civil charges. The dude, the judge even said he did it. But, and, and uh, you know, and I look at it like this. If they if they take this to court, Deshaun may actually lose money because he may even get suspended the next season when, when he got that big money on his deal. And, and it just doesn't look good when you had 24 women do the lawsuit, 60 that he touched up and, and went spread eagle over here. And so, oh, it's only six games and no fine. Ah, well, because it, cause, and then you get these guys to, well, the owners will get punished. I agree, but I'll break it down to y'all like this. There's a reason the weed man in the corner get locked up easier than the kingpin. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and I think that what happens, like, like the, I'm a Dodger. Y'all know I'm a Dodger fan. Trevor Bauer got suspended two years of sexual misconduct. And no, and the PA didn't even fight for it. Everybody's like, cool. And my thing is with the NFL PA, it'd be nice if y'all fought as hard for guaranteed contracts and getting ready to get rid of the franchise tag as you had fought for Mr. Mr. Touchy Philly. <laughs> you know, uh, and worrying about smoking weed, the commissioner having no power. Right. It seems like what they fight for is misplaced, you know. All right, well, we'll see what happens with that. But we holler at you next week. Good brother. Oh, yeah. By the way, the Dolphins, it's funny how Tom Brady, you know, everybody gives him a pass with cheating, tampering, and he's like the one athlete that wear a MAGA hat and black folks still love him. But, hey, you guys have a great day, man. <laughs> oh, he win the game. By the way, Hey, you guys have a great day, and I might post on my page, y'all up to crying over Brittany Griner. But, yeah, we got got a lot of brothers and sisters in jail for an ounce of weed that, that Sleepy Joe wrote the policy for. I should post that. But uh, ahead, <laughs> you guys that. have a good one, man. <laughs> Tell us how that go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and post that. Hey, hey Jim, let us know uh, what happened this week what? while everybody was on the grind. <laughs> Yes, sir. And while you were on the grind, for those that don't know, is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you or your business need a custom website, go to Digital Extreme Tech and go here. And that sound right there will get you a discount. That's how it works. That is exactly how it works. Call them at 267 or go to DigitalExtremeTech.com. 
Shout out to Digital Extreme Technologies. But it's time to talk about what happened while you were on The Grizz Naive. Yes, sir. Um, first and foremost, Brittany Griner. She was found guilty and sentenced to nine years. Nine years. She got the long ride, boss. And according to Lil Boosie, man, Kamala Harris should be upset about this. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of people going off as if, you know, there's something immediate that the U.S. can do about this. Like, she hadn't been sentenced for five minutes before a dude like Boosie jumped on the Internet and started talking about how we should be going over there to get Brittany Griner and this and that. Like, okay, can we see if she was going to be found not guilty first? Like, maybe she was coming home on her own. But it's kind of hard to, to, to be found not guilty when you plead guilty and you admit that you had in your bag what they claim that you had in your bag. Her, her, her you know, only rebuttal is it was a mistake. I didn't mean to pack it. I didn't. I was. I'm not trying to smuggle anything into the country. So this is where I have a hard time understanding everybody that's out here who keeps saying that Brittany Griner was um, wrongfully detained and all of this kind of stuff. Like she admitted to what she did. Now nine years could be a little of little excessive, but this is not America. Right, we don't know their law and their court system to say what's excessive over there. Like we we spend countless amount of years making jokes about Russia and how strict they are and and all that kind of stuff, but then we act surprised when one of ours goes over there, gets arrested for something, and you know is is slated to serve nine years. We'll see what the appeal um does or if. Joe and his people make a good enough deal to get Brittany Griner and some other American prisoners um, back home. One of our, nah, she wanted there, but um, nah, I mean it's it's to your point, it's excessive. Um, but when you're not in the U.S., what what you know, what do you expect? And when the U.S. is fighting a proxy war with the country in question, what do you expect? So, uh, you know. Hey, but what Tobias said wasn't wrong either. There's people over here doing a dime for an ounce of weed. And, you know. Yeah. And I'm not saying we haven't complained about that, but. No, we <laughs> have going on right here. We're talking about general, going over to somebody else's country. Yo, but with all that being free, Brittany, because um, it is excessive, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Camera should be ashamed. Uh, a and that's what Boosie told me. Um, you know what I'm saying? But. Uh, <laughs> Go get that free black liquid. woman. My blessing is a black woman. Yo, you know how Boosie starts screaming. But, uh, yeah, man, so it's unfortunate, man. It's a sad story, y'all. She yeah. definitely got a movie. Free Because it's one of those things, yeah. like, I don't know what their visitation is like in jail, but as her family, you don't want to go visit over there. To the you gulag. might not come back. They find a reason to lock you up. So like, Going to the gulag. I mean, if they got J-Pay over there, look out for Britney. At the FedEx, you I don't know, man. I ain't going over this, there. This is, a, this, this, this is a sad situation, man. Like, you know, I, Orange ain't necessarily the new black over there. <laughs> so, man, free Britney. It is what it is, man. You know, hopefully yeah, we get out that, of that because that's, that's terrible to be, a, you know, a, um, a, a basically a, a political prisoner. Like, 
They're acting like the, the they're acting like Brittany the judge Carter went. Being a political prisoner is crazy. Right. They act like the judge went easy on her, <laughs> lenient. The maximum was ten years. The prosecution asked for nine and a half years, and they gave her nine. So who who they thought they was helping? <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go easy on her. I'm gonna give her nine. But yeah, free free Britney. Go get her. Wage war and all that stuff that you know. Boosie told y'all to do. All right, what else happened? <laughs> Yo, um, Tiger Woods turned down reported 700 to 800 m's from Live Golf. Live Golf like dropped the bag and he's trying to like you know what I mean. Tiger was like foh. So this is that uh, Saudi uh, golf tour. Um, they've actually snatched like eight players from the PGA Tour, and their CEO is Greg Norman. Um, Greg Norman says, yeah, the, he was like, reportedly those numbers are true, but those numbers were out there before he became CEO. So, yo, yeah. what do you have to have money-wise? I mean, we know Tiger is considered a billionaire at this point. Like, does he have enough? Or what do you have to have in the form of loyalty? Because he has some strong words about the people who did leave the PGA. Yes. Um, um, what kind of loyalty do you have to have to turn down 700 to $800 million? Like, Tiger was really hitting them with some, y'all are turning your backs on the people that made it possible for us to be in this position. Tiger was sounding real, you know, other side-ish <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the stuff that he was saying. He, he sounded like I mean, Boone was saying, how y'all going to kneel during the anthem when this country gave you the opportunity to be everything that you became? He sounded like that. Yo, well, here's what I'm saying. Vote, if if you had a chance, you would yo. be voting for Herschel Walker. So go ahead, Jimmy, my bad. I don't even know if it's that. My thing is 700, 800 is, like, different. Like, the number is so crazy, but he's Tiger Woods, Joe. He's a billionaire and doesn't have to pay for anything. And his Nike contract is, like, Tiger is good. And right. So, so I'm sitting there, I'm like, does he just have enough? Is that it? Yeah, it gets to a point where, like, yo, there's no more you can do. There ain't nothing in this world Tiger can't do with the bread he already got and with his outside of the bread, the value of his name. That's just the offer to bring him to their league. That's not purses if he actually wins. <laughs> like, yo. Yeah. Like, we are, like, that's we just to come to the all, league. Yo, it's so, all it's tiger, so much, it's so much do, bread that the Saudis, there's so much bread that the Saudis are throwing at golf that they actually bought the ex-president. They bought Trump. Trump is fully on board. The, yo, the, hold on. <laughs> the left. Yeah, they have the their last um, they had their last event at one of his golf courses in New Jersey. The Biden well, all Tiger wanted to do, all Tiger wanted to do, was play golf, mm-hmm. get a couple sips, and bang, 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 uh, medium. <laughs> he want to bang some sevens in his estimate. <laughs> like that's all he wanted to do, man. Like so, when you got that kind of bread, like what, what more bread? What do you want to do for his life? Mm-hmm. Six and a half sevens. That's all Tiger wanted to do. Like for Tiger, I think for so him to build the chase. Because remember, he's still chasing some like, records and. Now, you know, at this point, it doesn't seem like he's going to get him, but he's still chasing some records in the PGA. So that's all well and good, even if you said that's the reason. And I guess you're never going to say I'm chasing individual stuff. But he called out other people like for, quote-unquote, turning their backs on 
the no, I mean, he ain't I'm like, like I don't you know, you know, let's his boy, his boy, you know, there's 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 them from the PGA while they're doing this. So some of these guys, I think they were trying to double dip and play in events in both joints, and they were like, nah, <laughs> nah. Yeah, well, I mean, you Tiger Woods, yo. Like, your name your name is valuable. Like, Tiger probably can walk around the country and not pay for nothing. <laughs> I mean, and that's what Greg Norman said when they asked him. They're like, look, Tiger's a needle mover. And, of course, you have to look at the best of the best. So, you know, he said they originally approached yeah. Tiger before I became CEO. So, yes, that number was somewhere in that neighborhood. So Phil Mickelson received a $200 million signing bonus because he's over there. Dustin Johnson is over there. <laughs> These are big names in the PGA. Dustin Johnson Yaga received $150 million. How much money do these guys have if they're paying individual players this kind of money just to come over there. And well, then they talk about well, they're going to give to out break, like $250 million in purses for, for winners. I'm, I'm about, to break, I'm about to break it down. Saudi Aramco, the national oil company of Saudi Arabia, is involved, y'all. They're putting uh, the bread up. And the Kamala, Harris, Joe Biden, the Kamala Harris-Joe Biden contingent have noticed that the Trumpers – didn't vote for some legislation that supports veterans. So now they've swooped in and tried to grab the veteran community. Follow me. This relates to Liz. So now that whole Democratic <laughs> and I, whatever. I think this is LIV. We keep calling it Liz, but that's what we're going to call it. We're going to let it live. They're trying, they trying to grab the, the veteran community, which historically follows the Republican Party, and the and the Trumpers, but now they're pointing at the fact that Trump is aligned with Saudi Arabia, and they said that some of the royal family of Saudi Arabia supported the terrorists who knocked down the towers. It's Got crazy, it. y'all. And, sounds great. And your boy Tiger's dad is a staunch military man, so he ain't he ain't going for it. Uh, cool. I mean, again, with, like that, with that with that said, I'm taking that sand, hundred. <laughs> yeah, he ain't the only one. He ain't the only one. Like they, they got a lot of slander and all that. I'm taking seven but I mean, million. yeah, but I mean, he's tired though. Like, I get it. Well, anyway, I man, because I don't on, know how man. to play golf, so they're gonna pay me that. I'm gonna take it. But seven hundred, I'm taking that no matter what Yo, my name is. Juan Soto was traded to the Padres. I believe he's a baseball player. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I said, no, no. I mean, I know you're joking. I said yo because I'm like, yo, Jimmy used to be such a big baseball uh, fan. Yo, like, I said, like, yo, the funny thing, yo, the funny thing is, yo, I actually be trying. I'm like, yo, I did used to love baseball. I'm trying to watch it, yo. And then, like, you know, after like two pitches, I'm like half sleep. Like, yo, this is trash. I need somebody to yeah. get dunked on. <laughs> so they're pretty much calling this the, you know, one of the biggest uh, trade deadline deals ever. Now we know. Uh, you know, with Soto, we've, we've talked about him recently because he's turned down bags from the Nationals for like $350 million, then he turned down one for over $400 million. So the fact that, you know, he's leaving 
it's, it's just crazy. I guess Juan was like, anywhere yeah. but here. So that got to make you feel like a, crap I have a question as, as a Nationals you. fan that he turned down that much money, you know, to go elsewhere. So they finally got him out of there and gave him his wish. So he will be a San Diego Padre. Y'all, y'all know, y'all know infinitely more about Major League Baseball than I do. But I've like through the news, and I'll be, you know, skimming, scanning, whatever, and I'm looking at the, the scores from this year. And am I am I off when I say that the scores in these baseball games like is different than I've ever seen before? Is the scoring like way up higher? Uh, yeah. I mean. A lot of things go into that, you know. Um, I saw a score where the a lot of rule changes like uh, in baseball. You, said, like you say what? I saw a game where a team, I think it was even the Phillies, had like thirty runs. So you, you know, me being ignorant as I am, I'm like, yo, the Phillies are nice. And then like that two days later, the Phillies, the Phillies <laughs> lost by like twenty-seven runs. I said, I didn't even know they could score that much in baseball. What the hell is going on? <laughs> so they um the Padres traded four prospects, uh young pitcher, Mackenzie Gore, Luke Voigt, um to the Nationals for Soto and uh I believe they got Josh Bell as well. So they're calling this one of the biggest uh trade deadline deals ever cuz Juan Soto at his age <laughs> This is one of the, you know, you don't expect cats like that at that age to get traded during the trade deadline when they're that young. But since he turned down his contract extensions, there he is sitting there. All right, so what else happened? (laughs) Yes, sir. Iconic Dodgers broadcaster Vince Scully dies at 94. Long life. Yeah, Vince Scully, man. Yeah, I mean, if you are a baseball fan, especially a Dodgers fan, then you know the impact that Vin Scully had on the game. Yo, he was the Dodgers broadcaster for 67 years. <laughs> that, that's a long time to be working for the for the, for the same place. So uh, rest in, in man, peace, man, job secure. Vin Scully. As far as broadcasters go, yeah, I mean, you know how Philly fans felt when you know when our guy died. Vin Scully is considered way more legendary than, than Harry Callis, but um, 67 years yeah. as, as the voice of the Dodgers, man. Shout out to his family, and rest in peace to Vin Scully. Yeah, man, rest in power, man. Anyway, man, before we get out of here, Dev, tell everybody what happened on this date in sports history. Yo, August 4th was a crazy day in sports history, so so bear with me now because there's more than one thing. But this date in sports history is brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what Sports the Book is, man. It's the greatest sports book ever written, written by War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint. If you haven't gotten your copy by now, look, go to warroomsports.com to get your copy. Go to sportsthebook.com to get your copy. Go to amazon.com to get your copy. I don't care where you get your copy. Just get your copy. All right, August 4th, 2007 when a 32-year-old Alex Rodriguez became the youngest player in MLB history to hit 500 home runs. He did it on the first pitch he saw 
in a game where the Yankees beat the Kansas City Royals 16-8. to On that same night, August 4, 2007, Barry Bonds homers off of Clay Hensley in the second inning of a 3-2 loss to San Diego to tie Hank Aaron's 33-year-old Major League Baseball career home run record of 755. So the same day Alex Rodriguez became the youngest to hit 500, Barry Bonds tied the great Hank Aaron at 755. I'm not done yet. August 4th, 1985, Tom Seaver of the Chicago White Sox becomes the 17th pitcher to win 300 Major League Baseball games, beating New York 4-1 at Yankee Stadium. On the same night, August 4th, 1985, future Hall of Fame infielder Rod Carew of the California Angels singles off Minnesota's Frank Viola to collect his 3,000th career hit. So it's like milestones happening on this day, and some of them on the same night. So you got 300 wins for a pitcher, you got 3,000 hits for Rod Carew, and last but not least, August 4th, 1984, Carl Lewis wins the 100 meters in 9.9 seconds in L.A., which was the first of nine Olympic gold medals over three Olympic games. So we like to give a war room salute to all of these guys in these historical sports moments. Salute! Get the hell out of here, Jim. Yeah, man. It sounded like I think that was baseball. But anyway, man, thank you, brothers, for joining for another briefing in the war room. Shout to everybody. Shout out to everybody who tuned in this evening. Those that we couldn't get to, we apologize. Those that we did get to, salute to you. Um, I know we had technical difficulties, but we will be back here next week. So make sure you, uh, you know, pull up and catch us next week. Um, you know, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy everything that you're watching in terms of sports, even if it's baseball. Um, but anyway. Enjoy my leftovers. Everything we do. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media is at the hub of warroomsports.com. All of our content at the hub of warroomsports.com. My book, Sports the Book, at the hub of warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in world's ignorance. And see you, chumps on Tills Naive. Big, big brother time.
War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.